Welcome to Driving to the Res with Inelia and Larry. Yes, welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Back for another episode of Driving to the Res. Last time we were driving to a Tesla, weren't we? Yes, last time we collected our friend Kara's Tesla. I hope you enjoyed that episode. That was a nice car. It was a nice car. It's a, it is a nice car. I got Tesla. Very nice I got car. Tesla Envy. He has Tesla Envy. So the, to, this week we've been discussing and looking at a lot of things this week. One of the things that I thought we could talk about, Larry, yes. is um, the energy of trying to push through items that have already been decidedly chosen but to be low frequency experiences or experiencers uh, individuals who have chosen low frequency paradigm dynamics and trying to do things with them and push 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 and it doesn't work out um, oh like what, trying to haul my boat out in platypus yeah and oh, try, yeah. maybe you could go through that process because I think a lot of individuals are hitting that wall of doing what they're used to, the things out of habit or things that, you know, in the past were supportive and now they're the opposite and they're true. They're, and where to go when you find yourself trying to push it through when everything and everyone is pushing you away. So take it away, Larry. Show us what happened. <laughs> Tell us what happened. Oh my gosh. So I've often said. <clears throat> You know, um, pay attention to the messages that Gaia gives you, pretty much loud and clear. They'll be very obvious to you. Generally speaking, that is true. But oftentimes, even though we hear it, we tend to generally ignore it, <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it. So um, in the specific case with our boat, uh, our fishing boat needs hauled out of the water every year or two. And we put paint on the bottom to stop the uh, muscles and hair and, you know, the sea life from growing to the boat because it slows it down a lot. And we put zincs on, and zincs is a metal we stick onto the boat. So the ocean water uh, eats away that metal first before it eats, like, the screws that hold the boat together or the engine or the propeller. It's a bit strange that the ocean water goes for one metal first and then leaves the other ones alone, but... That's the way it works. Right? So yeah. You put zinc on there and it it works, but the zinc gets ate up over a period of time. And if you uh, you don't change them, then it just eats away all the zinc. And then it starts eating away the nails and it starts eating away the engine. And I'm pretty soon you don't have a boat. You just have a pile of wood in the water. <laughs> Probably on the bottom of the water. Right, right. So we called up Platypus. That's the place that... We hauled out Alaria, we've hauled out the North, our fishing boat, multiple times. Maybe ten times or something, you know. That's a lot of years, a lot of... Yeah. You said it was That's about $200,000 that you paid them? Probably yeah. more. Probably That's more it. by now because, you know, every year we haul out. Yeah. We guess it's going to be X amount of money and then they tell us it's going to be Y amount of money, which is usually double what we think. And then when we get done, it's triple whatever they said. Yeah. So yeah, it can be a little bit ridiculous, but... Yeah. And then we go away like, God, I'm never doing that again. 
but it's close. Boat time safe. to haul the boat out comes, and it's an hour and a half um, drive in the car. It's about six hours in the boat to get to Port Angeles, where the haul out is. And for that distance, we drive the boat six hours, haul the boat out of the water. We could do a little bit of boat work in the daytime and still drive to the res, spend our night at home, get up in the morning, go back to the boat and work on it. It's close enough, hour and a half drive. Yeah, you can commute every day so it's while you're convenient. working. You don't need to get a hotel room, right. feed everybody, all your crew, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That causes a lot of time away expense. And back in the day, we'd stay up late drinking in the bar instead of eating. Or so I hear. So that couldn't have been very healthy. Which wasn't very healthy for us. So we figured out going home was the best solution. That way nobody got in trouble. So we had a good system set up, but since that time I have a different crew and none of us drink. And so going to bars is no big deal. Right. But so we it. still don't <laughs> want to spend the night. We'd rather just come home because we like it at home. Anyway. We went to Platypus and I looked to uh, schedule a haul out for us. And they had a sign on the front door that said, Call this number, nobody's allowed in. Mm -hmm. like, first, what the heck? First red flag. The minute I saw that, I should have known, flag. I should have thought, and you I got the clear it. message. You, you didn't get the message. Ah, this isn't going to go well. Don't work with these guys. Because they're uh, level 10 on the freakout meter. And that's before, that's when it wasn't even necessary. They're just super freakout. Was all I called them. I called them and they came around and they said, okay, yeah, sure, we can haul you out. It'll be this like, XYZ amount. And, and coming uh, on Monday. Coming on Monday. And we'll get you out, get you back in the water real fast. I'm like, all right, that's fine. So, cool. That next Monday come around, I didn't uh, have things in order for that that Monday, so I called them. We were them. triple booked, but you that didn't was a different. Them. That was a different Monday. A different Monday, okay. Yeah, I didn't feel like doing it that fast. It was a little bit too quick, didn't have the guys ready, I wasn't really in the mood to, fall, to haul out the boat. So I called them and I said, can we put it off for one week? I'm not ready to move the boat yet. And they said, yeah, that's fine, no problem. Well, the next week we put it off to Monday. And on that Monday, we're triple booked. We had a walk with me now call at 10 o'clock. We were driving Kara We were driving Kara to get her Tesla. And we needed to be to Seattle at two o'clock or something. And we're apparently hauling out the north, which would be about 9 o'clock, take till about 11 o'clock. Um, that's quite a lot of things to try and do at the same exact time. <laughs> exact time, yeah. <laughs> Not to mention I have to drive the boat to Port Angeles on that Sunday and yeah. I don't know. So um, we did find ourselves in a state and instead of going into anxiety about, oh my god, now we're going to have to tell Kara, catch a different ride, or wait, we got to tell Ilya, change the date on the time on our call for what we're going to Or really we do. need to call the doc and say, you know, I can't do it again this Monday either. We just kind of like, oh, let it work itself out. Yeah, Let's just kind of relax. Let it work itself out. It. Relax. Relax for a minute. And let's just, yeah, we, we'll think about it and we'll have to sort something out, we said, and we just we don't dropped know what, it, actually. We'll, Kind of just dropped in. Yeah. Basically, just dropped and said, "Yeah, we're triple booked. We're gonna yeah, have to time lord the hell out of on yeah. Monday." We'll figure something out. But we didn't really get bent out of shape about it. No, so we, we kind of had a good frequency about it, I think. And anyway, 
the platypus company called and they said, can we please put off the haul out? Not do it on Monday because of the 4th of July holiday. We uh, would rather book you for the following Monday. And I said, oh, sure. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, Perfect. So that, that one was one down. <laughs> and then Kara called us very next. And she said, oh, by the way, Tesla called. Not only do I uh, get my car early, but I could get it on Saturday instead of Monday. How's that sound, guys? Oh. Perfect. Perfect. So everything got sorted out. Yep. And we were able to have a walk with me now call, monthly lag call. Yeah, we had a nice call, excellent time. Yep. No stress, no strain, no rushed arounds, nothing. And uh, we went and got Kara's Tesla, which as everybody knows probably, was a lot of fun. We had a great Italian meal. And we learned that when you have a Tesla, you get to add an hour onto your day's travel for uh, juicing up, which means you have an hour of coffee breaks, meeting Tesla people, sitting on the grass. <laughs> Ferry time. And we got to put the boat off. So, following Monday comes. Well, yeah, because the, boat the lady on. said come on next Monday, right? She yeah, said. her name was Amanda. She said, just come on Monday. Yeah. I said, okay. Call you on Monday. I said, what about all these papers? She said, just bring them with you. There's papers you have to fill out. How long's your boat? What do you want to do? Do you promise to pay us? That kind of stuff. I filled them all out. And you gotta give them some money, a couple thousand dollars to uh, pay them in advance before they call you out. Start to give you an idea what kind of people these are. They're not gonna pull you out until you give them $2,000 first. And they don't put you in the water until you pay them off. Yeah, and they ain't putting you in the water until you pay the whole thing. And bill. they never charge what they told you, they charge you 10 times more. Yeah. <laughs> but we know all this, right? But that's boat yards. Yeah. Anyway, we drive the boat on Sunday, me and Alan. And his brother Ramon. And we get there Sunday afternoon, evening, and Elliot drops us off, picks us up, drive all the way back to Dia Bay, it's an hour and a half there. Monday morning we get up extra early. Five o'clock in, in the morning. Drive into Port Angeles. Get ready to go to the boat to bring it out. I bring my papers over to the shipyard. And they had that phone number still, and I called Amanda and she said, Oh, I'm at the airport. I need to talk to Chris because I'm not there. Okay. Talk to Chris. So we go to the front and they... Try to talk to Chris. Try to talk to Chris, but first I had to go through a pre-interview to see if I know anybody with coronavirus or I ever traveled to China. Thinking about Chinese food for lunch, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then... You know, she was in a face shield and a mask and behind a plexiglass place and she's going to take my temperature first before I can talk to anybody. And this is this is at the time when you can just walk through the front door at Safeway and go buy whatever groceries you want, pay and go home. But at this place, I mean, we're on level 10. So Chris shows up and says, oh, you need this special insurance. It's a million dollars of um, on-the-land boat insurance. If your boat hurts anything while it's on the land, then you're liable. Like, I don't know what my boat's going to do on the land, but okay. Would have been nice to tell me that before Monday. How am I supposed to get insurance today for that? A million dollars of land liability insurance? Every other year we just sign a waiver for that. Don't hold you harmless. It's in my file. I said, yeah, but we don't do that anymore. Maybe you should have told me before I did all this. Okay, I'll go try and get my insurance. Figure out how to get me hauled out. So I call up the gallery, and right now I'm thinking, 
Yeah, this is like the 40th clue. Don't go here. <laughs> but no. But no. Yeah, it's a push it. I'm a bit um, triggered now. Yeah. I'm going to push it. And change is hard. And it is hard. Actually, rejection is hard, isn't it? Even though it's negative people who are rejecting you. So, yeah, so rejection is pretty hard. Even when you get rejected by low frequency people, being rejected is hard. So, sometimes we hold on to stuff, even though it's a low frequency situation. Because we're feeling rejected and we just don't like to feel rejected, I think. We don't like to be bullied around and we don't like to be made to do absurdities in our mind. So it was a trigger, no question. Triggered because I had in my mind a process that I wanted and I'm used to getting my way. Right. I want my boat out of the water. I want it painted and zinced because the boat's protected. I want to go back in the water and I want to go catch some salmon. Yes. Because they said, the tribe said on Friday we can go salmon fishing. So, so this is Monday. To, yeah, this is Monday. So, so by Thursday by we'll Thursday, be back in the water. Friday we'll be fishing. It's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be land of milk and honey. Mm -hmm. So he said, go get the insurance. So I went and talked to Geller, and he said, well, that's an absurd kind of insurance, but I'll ride it. But the minimum price is a thousand bucks. So thousand bucks for on the land uh, liability insurance. Uh, well, what choice have I got? Go for it. So that evening, he says, maybe tomorrow morning we'll have our policy written. I call the platypus and tell them, they say, okay, let us know what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow comes around, 10 o'clock in the morning comes around, we got up extra early again because we're hauling the boat. The insurance boy says, I had to sign the wrong paper, I need to sign a different paper. I said, okay, how long are we talking? He's like, by this evening for sure, here's your card. So I call Platypus and I say, all right, they'll have the insurance this afternoon or in the morning. When can we haul out? He says, well, now our schedule's full. As soon as I can get you out, maybe next week, Monday. I said, Monday next week? Remember, guys, fishing up is Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, we need to be outside so I can do the work, so I can get it done fast. He said, no, can't have you outside. You have to be inside. It's against the law. We're right at a different shipyard, and there's 10, 15 boats in front of me. Not a one of them has a tent on it, and they're all painting. Yeah. So why am I, why, what, I don't get it. Why are you saying that? Well, we do all the work, too. You can't do any of the work. Like, okay, so let me just get this straight. Everything you've said to me so far since I started this has been all about you, and nothing about me and how you might help me get my boat cleaned and fishing and fast and in the water and out of the water and the best service or nothing about it, all about you and the obstructions between me doing anything and everything at all to get what I need out of it. It's all about, it's nothing. It's like, oh, what am I gonna do? I said, I'll tell you what, if I haul my butt on Monday and you guys do all of the work, when would you have me back in the water? I said, well, I gotta look at the schedule, possibly Friday, but we might be completely booked on Friday, so that would mean you'd need to wait till Monday again. So Monday to Monday, probably a week. So I'm starting to get a little bit steamy, as you can imagine. I say, okay, um, I'm going to call Port Townsend. <laughs> That's another place, right? <laughs> it's another place to haul your boat. It's further away, another six-hour boat ride. And there's about two hours and a half. Two, two and a half hours. Maybe three hours. Yeah, two to three, three hours. hours yeah. So it's really challenging come home every night. Right, you wouldn't be able Spend to. Spend half your day driving. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. 
I did call Port Townsend. And they said, well, as a matter of fact, we have the same boat you do. And we'd be love to help you in any way we can. And the port just got us six extra spots, so we have room. No problem. And I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> what should I do here? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, needless to say, I told uh, Platypus to thank you very much. I didn't use those words. <laughs> Might have used fishing profanity. <laughs> I'm going to go to Port Townsend. And uh, I told Port Townsend, you know, I'm going to calm down. We'll do our haul out maybe in September or something, because I'm going fishing on Friday. <laughs> I'll just get Jason, thank you Jason, to dive on the boat, put some zinc on, we'll go catch some fish. <laughs> Funny thing was, uh, that same day now, toward the evening, right when we finally made our decision, and we called the insurance company, and the insurance company had said the insurance platypus wanted, which was a million dollars, they could only put up $300,000 worth of insurance. Port Townsend had said, okay, $300,000 worth of insurance is what we need. <laughs> so it was like a clear choice, right? Then the tribe called and set our appointments to get our coronavirus, um, what do they call it? Cor cor coronavirus uh, training to be able to go fishing, where we have like only one family together and you can only go for this many places, this many days. And, you know, all the rules were canceled because two people caught coronavirus. So That's nobody gets tribe. to go do anything anymore. As a matter of fact, you better just go home. Yeah. And you need to wear a mask. Yeah. And no, you're not going fishing either. No fishing. Like, oh. Well, maybe I shouldn't be going fishing. Maybe I should be doing podcasts. <laughs> Long story short, when you get that instant message, it goes ping. Maybe you shouldn't engage with these people. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't try and push it. Don't and try even and push if you it. try and push it, it's not going to be a good experience, right? Just going to get bigger and bigger balls. What? I don't know where we are. You're lost? I'm lost. <laughs> we're we driving to, to the res, honey. When are we supposed to turn there? If we turn there, we're going to Port Angeles. Oh. That's okay. the bumpy road to PA. Right, right. A little bit lost. Yeah. Yeah, so that type of, yeah, it's, it's really, really quite extraordinary, really, if you think about it. That we are, we do get clear indications of where our attention and energy and chi should be going. And when we try to push it because of habit, or, you know, sometimes we don't like change, or sometimes we feel something is might be more supportive but even though we get all those signs saying no 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 don't come here don't do this we're still pushing we still push it yeah because yeah. we're used to it or something well we've convinced ourselves that we know better yeah, what's but also, best also um but we're kind of ignoring the co-creative nature right yes exactly yeah and now it's very clear during the shift that People just won't put up with people of different frequencies. No. They just won't do it. They won't do it. That's part of the nature of the shift is... Yeah. Find your tribe. Find your tribe, or your <laughs> tribes, because your it's more one. And stick to them, with them, and do stuff with them, but don't try and co-create with 
people of a different frequency. It's not yeah, gonna work. Yeah, you're gonna get muddy water. Not gonna work. You're gonna get a muddy co-creative experience. Neither one of you is gonna be happy. Nope. <sighs> well, thank you for that sharing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. A lot of people are bit, going through that, you know. I'm sorry, it was a bit disorganized of a story. I mean, I just couldn't believe how many obstacles that kept get putting up in front of me and you know fishermen are designed to push through obstacles that's what makes them successful fishermen because fishing the boat breaks the crew don't show up I mean there's a billion things that happen so in my nature successfully fishing and I do really good fishing usually the only way that I manage to be successful is push through the obstacle whatever it might be fix it repair it make it happen make it work go even if you don't wanna, just do it. Yeah. And that's part of it. It isn't necessarily the best way, but it is the way to be successful. It is a way to be a successful a fisherman. Yeah. So, you know, we apply that to everything. And when I get an obstacle like a shipyard being a pain, push through. <laughs> push through it, make it happen. Whatever the answer is, the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you knew and you said it in your mind. And you said it to me too. Yeah, I did. And when I went and got zincs, the boys in the zincers, oh, platypus, no, don't do that. They told me to. Everybody and everything and every way that a message could come, it came to said, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a point actually, and I think many of us listening probably will have at some point some way of uh, relating to this. It's at that point where enough times I heard this from either people, the uh, situation, my little higher self, little guides and angels, Gaia, something. Enough times I've heard it that I sit down and I stop. And that's what I did, I stopped. And I sat at the bench with the guys and I thought, wait a minute, why am I pushing so hard? What is with the push? Just stop. Reconnect with Gaia. What do I have around me right now? Oh, this is nice. This is a really nice harbor I'm at, and it is so warm and sunny. I wonder what I should do. Maybe I should move into allowance for a moment. Connect with Gaia, move into allowance, and um, see what comes, what guidance comes, and check check a couple of different um, threads. Where's the right thread to go down? So in that process of saying and looking at what thread to go down, I just called the planet, the um, Port Townsend people, the co-op in Port Townsend, and I mean the message was so abundantly clear, so immediately <laughs> that it was easy, right? It already would have been easy because I could have just called them in the first place. Yes. But anyway, stop, pause, connect, allow guidance to come in, accept that you've been guided and you might be not listening. <laughs> Move into right. a little bit of allowance, acceptance, and openness different and then prioritize frequency of engagement mm-hmm. things like that yeah yeah check in to see what frequency is this engagement at yeah right so if you got a door slap slammed on your face know that it's probably for good reason good reason and it's a positive reason not not a bad one. Not a bad one, right? That's a door you don't want to go through. Exactly. That's a door that you better stay out of, you know? 
That room is closed here. For good reason. So that was a really interesting, fascinating experience this week. Yeah, did you have an experience like that? Well, it wasn't, it's a little bit in a way related, but I talked a little bit about this uh, before, that the guidance that I've had in the past few weeks with regards to the split is to stay hands off, right? Not do anything, let it crumble, just let it be. Don't get mad, don't get upset, don't get happy, don't get nothing. Just be yourself and do other stuff. So I've been getting myself busy. I'm learning several programming stuff um, on the Second Life platform where we have a Walk With Me Now community there too. And um, so I've been learning programming. And, uh, I've been learning 3D uh, modeling softwares and um, things that take a lot it's a huge learning curve a very steep learning curve and it uses up um, all of my mental energy ah uh, yeah right? so it gives you an outlet for what I was just banging into platypus with your programming a beautiful thing right so it's like if I use my my mental energy and my creative energy there, um, not so much creative because it's more like mental, you know, it's like programming stuff. Um, and it keeps me busy so that I don't get involved in uh, this split. That makes sense. Right? <laughs> so, and I find myself when I stop and you know, start looking around, walking around, and doing other things, talking to people and whatnot. I immediately start finding myself getting involved and doing stuff to, I don't know, fix or teach or educate or Pretty stop. Pretty much the or opposite of what's been hands guided. Off. Exactly, the opposite of hands off. You right. know, I go hands on. So I pull myself back and I go back to those learning things and. You know, it's like, it's really good to learn new things, new skills and everything. It's probably not something I'll ever use. I mean, I did, I have been using it on Second Life and I made some beautiful dresses and things and, you know, people are buying them and whatnot. But I didn't do it for that, which is funny. I mean, I did them for my own avatars and enjoyment, but it's bringing joy to other people too, which is nice. Uh, but it's like, it was, it's simply to stay hands off and I... I've been also writing the, the next return book and um, but with that one I find I have to walk a very thin line because it's very um, data-based, you know, real data is in the books. All of my books have real data in them. So when I tap into that data or, or I have those, um, I start writing about things, about the human collective and nature and how we behave or act as a collective species and where we come from and everything else then I start getting hands-on again so I have to switch that off and go back to the other and you know it's like activate my inner geek <laughs> right. you know um, so yeah it's, it's been quite interesting to how to how to manage or navigate uh, being hands-off in a 
in a place and time and space that you know there's so much going on and there's a lot of activism which can be happening but activism is not my role and I know individuals who are activists and they were born that way you know and that's their drive so I suppose my advice for activists is always the same for you if you're an activist and you're you know stepping out there into the world and society being an activist and changing things and structures I would say process your fear process your righteousness process your process your anger once you step out of all of those and instead uh, then do their acting right the activism but also do it from an energy of look what beautiful thing we can do here rather than let's destroy those structures or those things this is a better option rather than that's a horrible option because once you attack when you attack you immediately close avenues of communication or joining I have an experience from when I was 18 that I learned this and I'm very grateful to the lady who taught me it because well it was it was an experience in the in the cat in an animal shelter actually I wanted a kitty cat right I wanted a cat and I wanted a female cat so she could have kittens because I wanted kittens in my life and um, so I went to the animal shelter and I said how come you require all the new owners to spay their their cats and the lady said because we're trying to control the cat population there's so many homeless cats there's plenty of kittens and cats for everybody you don't have to have your cat having babies and I said well what if you just let it once I want a cat that can have babies once and then I'll have her operated and she said she looked at me and she said yeah but think about this she said your cat so let's say has five kittens and then you give away those five kittens and of, out of those five kittens let's say they were all female and they all went to new homes and they all wanted them to have kittens and then one of them has ten, another one has five, another one has two do you see that your kitten or your cat having babies means that in about two years or five years there's going to be thousands and thousands of kittens needing homes and not all of them will go to nice homes. You can't guarantee it. So how can you guarantee that in five years you're still responsible for all those thousands of kittens? Uh, you can't, can't you? And I said, no, you're right, I can't. I can't become, because I, I opened myself up. I said, okay, I want to hear what you have to say. And um, and I saw it. I said, oh my gosh, you're right, you know? Okay, I'll have her operated. And she said, tell you what I can do though. She said, what? There is a mama cat that has a kitten, a newborn kitten, and you can take them home if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, so I took home a mama with her baby. And um, so I was able to have a kitten in my house and then I had them fixed and everything. But it's, it's that type of energy of processing your righteousness because, yeah, absolutely, I was right. You know, I wanted, I know what I wanted. I wanted a mama, you know, a kitten, a, a female cat that would then have babies and 
I knew what I wanted and she was telling me I was wrong, right? Oh. But she told me in a way that I was able to hear, right? Yeah. Even though she came a little bit pushy and righteous, because she was right at first, in a, one mo in, in, a, in a moment, I said, because she just asked, she said, well, can you just listen to what I have to say about this, right? Just yeah. hear me, hear me. I said, okay, I will. I will hear you. So if we temper our anger and righteousness and making others wrong, because she didn't make me wrong. She was just saying she wanted me to hear what she had to say about it, right? Um, so you, we can join something that's better. So activists, you're a key component during this shift, right? I'm not one of you. I'm not a, an activist myself. I'm something else. And at the moment, I am hands off. But I know that activists need to take action. And my advice is, before you take that action, make sure to process all the low frequency things. Because if you engage in anger or righteousness, or to destroy the other, you're actually giving them strength. You're actually giving them the type of chi that makes them strong. Now, who are them? The low frequency beings, the low frequency choicers on the planet right now. You're giving them strength. So that's why it's so important for you to process that all those low frequency energies before you engage. Makes sense. So that's basically what's been happening in my week. <laughs> yeah. It's a very interesting process. The process of waiting, kind of waiting, in comfort, mostly comfortable, and while being supported, mostly supported. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to rail against that. It is, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, yeah, here we are, to some degree, because we just like sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> We're like the opposite do. of sitting around doing nothing type people, huh? Yeah, and there's something yeah, that's needs what I had attention, to, we yeah. jump in the van, way, you know. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I had to really, the hands-off really, thing's pretty hard. That's why I had to, because we're kind of, we don't sit around doing nothing, I had to really focus my energy somewhere else and really pull my... Um, energy there, you know. How do people know if they should be handsing off and keeping their self otherwise occupied and allowing the uh, split to move forward in its national, natural, organic fashion versus uh, being those type who are supposed to be agitators or whatever? I would say don't be an agitator. I think that's part of it. Don't be an agitator. How about being what was the other an word? An activist. An activist. Is that the one that lets other people know they're not alone? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily to change everybody's mind, but to let those oh. who also are have the same thought process know that they're not the only one. Mm -hmm. But also people who write to their senators. There's people who are uh, lawyers or solicit uh, uh, solicitors in England um, who can take legal action for things, right? So there's still activists that are very hands-on, right? Not just standing with a placard on the side of the road, but yeah, if that's what 
you can do, and you're an activist, that, absolutely do that. Isn't that interfering with the organic split? <laughs> I mean, well, that that's the thing. Because the split is happening, you have to embody it. You have to embody the high-frequency thing. And part of that is to allow other individuals to know that they're not alone. So invitations to activism is, a, is an invitation to create a high-frequency experience on the planet. But what do we do with the low-frequency stuff? That's another point. And I said over and over, the hands-off stuff is me. I was guided to do that, but there's people who have to be hands-on. It's just I'm not one of them. Right. right. But also let it crumble. The hands-on is about you and your life and you, the tribes that you decide to join or create. That's the hands-on stuff, right? You could be activists with your tribe, in a sense, and do the create the things that you're here to create. That's the hands-on part. Yeah. Not the hands-on part, go attack the mask-wearing people hooks and snag their masks off their face, not that. Yeah, no, 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 no. So the other side, the hands-off for everybody is let them be. Let people who are afraid stay afraid. Let people who believe they and are drinking the Kool-Aid, literally, then let them. Let them drink the Kool-Aid. Just, just let them. Don't try and stop it, right? Don't try and stop it. We chose a split, a shift that was very gentle on the human collective yeah. and this is it. This is as gentle as we can get. I know that I've had multiple people telling me I'm done with the gentle, let's just get the split done. Like wash the We're hands done. Of it. <laughs> We're done. Let's just get it over with. We want them out of here. Right? The fearful out of here. We want this done. We want it finished. And I understand that energy, obviously, is like, you know, we are very much a culture of instant gratification. <laughs> um, but it's the same type of people, the same people who years ago said we want a very gentle transition. Um, so we have to understand time-wise that for, if for us 10 years at a universal level is a split second, less than a split second. It's like... Nanosecond. It's a nanosecond, a split of a nanosecond, you know? <laughs> so it's not like long-winded or anything, but... So, yeah, just find things that you still enjoy about Earth, Gaia, and the people from your various tribes that you belong to. Uh, communicate with them, talk to them, hang out with them. Try not to talk about COVID and maskers and all these negative things, you know. Try to focus your attention and your focus into new, positive, or even enjoyable activities that you can do together. We really need to um, let them go. We need to just let them be. If they want to wear masks, let them wear masks. If they want to get vaccinated, let them get vaccinated. Right? And you might say, well, they're going to force us to get vaccinated. Nobody can force you. Nobody can force you. And if they tie you down and force you and inject you against your will, then we know what side of the split we're on. <laughs> <laughs> we picked the wrong side. We picked the wrong side. <laughs>
<laughs> Oopsie. We're not without power, okay? <laughs> run, Forrest, run. Run, Forrest, run. You'll <laughs> be okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of the beautiful things I saw today, I, we've never seen that before when we were in Port Angeles, there was a family of deer in yeah. the middle of the city. Walking down Main Street. Yeah. I've never seen that. It's Four like beautiful. It's like, oh, all the bambies. It's gorgeous. And that's the type of things and signs that we get from the positive side of the right? Yep, totally. It's all good. Just look your eyes that way for a little while. Pay attention that way for a little while. It's not avoidance. It's not, what's that one thing they call it where you pretend that bad stuff don't exist? Denial. Denial. <laughs> no, we know it's happening, yeah. right? We just don't have to partake. It doesn't have to engage your every moment. It doesn't even have to engage part of your every moment. Well, thank well. you for tuning in. And I hope that our experiences this week have come, are useful for you and <laughs> you know that you're not alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> you think. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Why can't I just get this figured out? But I guess that's part of it. Yeah. Figuring it out is living it. So living we're living it, it together. Yeah, and also sharing it so other people go, Oh, that's what's been happening with me, right? Yeah, stop, pause, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you do, apparently, don't go fishing. <laughs> and do not pull your boat out at platypus. Yeah. So if anybody's in that situation, that's what you need to do. Yes. Don't, don't go to platypus. <laughs> don't go to platypus and don't go fishing. <laughs> Unless it's for fun. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Alright, so you can find my stuff at ineliabenz.com and uh, join your tribe at walkwithmenow.com and you, if you want to get trained, go to ibenzacademy.com Check out my YouTube and obviously you're listening to our podcast. Make sure to subscribe and press the bell on the YouTube channel if you're listening to the podcast there so that when the new one comes up, you will be notified. And we'll see you on our next episode. Oh, can we have a PS? PS, PS. PS. We got some stuff to make a mosquito net out of. Oh, the EMF protection net cover your bed yes and you can put it on the floor underneath if you're in apartments or something where the signals come up from underneath because it will make you have a much more pleasant experience of life if you can enter a fire gauge <laughs> electromagnetic frequency quiet zone for at least a little while yes definitely and especially every night absolutely yes so the guidance is very strong guidance, actually. Thank yeah. you for reminding me. Yeah, I thought it'd be a good PS. I hope people listened all the way yes, to the end. Yeah. If you did, guidance well done was your guidance you. is excellent. It's for you. <laughs> uh, yes, you need to protect yourself from EMFs, uh, especially coming into the middle of July and um, also August. July, August, September are going to be really intense frequency. EMF wise, I think all sorts of things are coming online. You have to protect yourself even if it's for the hours where you're sleeping so your body can recuperate. 
So um, we did a web search and um, we found several EMF protection things. It has to be physical. I don't. I don't know how effective the, the gadgets and the jewelry is going to be anymore. Uh, we bought a cloth that's made of metals, and we're going to make a canopy for the bed that right. recovers us all around, and it has to be grounded. So do a little bit of research for yourselves. I'm going to ask Iliad to post the links, Couple of links. on the YouTube channel and on the podcast description. And um, make them or buy them, but you need to get yourself sorted out. And also the other part, the second part of it, is to generate the Schumann resonance in your house. Um, I know there's devices, I don't know, there's DIY ways of Generating the Schumann, it. amplifying the, or generating the Schumann resonance is just a frequency. Yeah, I think actually one of the things I read it comes in when you ground your EMF tent thing. Uh -huh. When you ground it, it comes in through the ground because the ground is from the earth and the earth is where the Schumann comes in. No, it's not from the earth, it's actually the, the part between the earth and the upper atmosphere. There's the little gap in the, not the little gap, but the space between there, that's where the frequency is. Because you can go underground and there's no Schumann resonance in there, so... But, I don't know, maybe don't it's, know. it resonates through that, but I know that that's part of it. It's not as, as essential as the EMF protection that you need at the moment. Uh, but it's definitely something, something to, to do. I guess Yeah. if we find a thing that's for sure, then we'll share it. Yeah. If anybody else knows... Please share it with us. Share it with us. Yeah. And, and we're uh, posting all this information and everything at walkwithmenow.com. Of course, that's a private platform, so time for you to join your tribe yeah, and have this conversation. Just go in there, <laughs> you have a safe place to talk about whatever's all going this. on. You're not yes. safe as in protected, but safe as in we're all Your, resonant frequency. Yes, resonant frequency. Doing the same type of work and yeah. knowing and thinking and talking about the same type of things. You're not in a hazard zone or a firefight zone. Nobody's going to attack you. Attacked <laughs> for, for asking for questions. About these things, you know. yeah. It's a good place for that. Excellent mm -hmm. place for that. Yeah. Okay, so the EMF tents and the uh, um, human, resonance. human resonance amplifiers. Yes, definitely. So uh, we did a blue shield, I think is our fabric, and there's also one from Swiss, a Swiss shield, and they all reduced the EMF by about half or 50 decibels. I don't know if that's half, but that's how much. And um, they're all in Europe, the only ones I could find. The Blue Shield one I could buy on Amazon, which was drop shipped into the US, so he got it in about three or four days. The other ones, when I ordered and tried to order, it was about a two months wait, because they're back ordered. Yeah, I think so keep it in mind when you're looking for it. So you're not yeah. the only ones, we're not the only ones that have the data, that the information <laughs> comes through. It's a very, Obviously. very well-heard information, yes. and the companies that make these devices are all of a sudden sold out. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> be aware. Be we, aware. Just We decided to make our own. We bought the yeah. fabric, and we're going to make our own. So. Yeah, it came in the mail in three days, so mm -hmm. you can get it fast if you really want it. Yep. Okay. All right, with That's that... That's our done with our PS. Yes. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye.